0: The Diamond Niners Weekly. It is 2022. It's Monday evening, and we're talking Charlotte Baseball here at The Hayes. This is Nick. I'm joined as always by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Producer Brad is here. Of course he's here because it's all working, doesn't have a microphone tonight. And of course, we've always we've also got the guy everybody really wants to hear from, Coach Woody. What's up, Coach, Coach Woody? Bick?
1: No. Yeah. Hey everybody. Good to be here.
0: No, we're, but we're talking about that. We need to get Coach Bick in here. Yep, it could it could provide some uh, some needed entertainment. I think. So, how we doing, guys? Off season, it's finally over. We're ready to ready to get into this. We feeling good?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling awesome. Excited to be back here in person with you all. And here we are, eleven days out. Or how? Yeah, eleven days out from uh, teeing
0: it up down in Tampa, Florida. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, back at the Hays, um, so you can, if, if you're watching this live on YouTube, you can hopefully see the field in the background, uh, things are looking good out there, uh, we're going to talk about some things that are going out there at the stadium a little later in the
2: show, but uh, we're all ready to go, Kevin, you ready for another season? Yeah, I'm just trying to get used to the camera here, and uh, being in person again, it's, it's nice, it's nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're, we're getting some technology. We've been getting some technology stuff uh, ironed out here. Uh, it's the it's the preseason for the uh, the AV equipment, too. Uh, it's almost like all this stuff had been packed up for, for a while, and then we got it out and just went to use it. So anyway, thanks for being patient with us. Uh, glad to be on the air here with you tonight. So quickly, before we get started, uh, this is even more fun when you guys interact. So uh, a lot of you like to jump in the chat. Feel free to go ahead and do that. Hit us up on social media. Media. Uh, questions, comments, just let us know where you're coming from or where you're listening at tonight. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, so uh, well, and before I forget, speaking of the chat, um, many of you who many of you longtime listeners um, know that uh, sort of there's a there's a group of folks that are usually in the chat when we're doing the show. And uh one of those people is is a good friend of ours uh if you've if you've been in the chat you've seen Nidra uh Nidra hailing from Arden uh is usually in the chat and uh we just want to give a special shout out to uh to our buddy Nidra tonight um it's uh Nidra's really been put through the ringer recently with some uh with a health scare but uh, I have it on good authority that uh Nidra's making a strong comeback and Working his way back and um, well we're expecting to see him in the in the stands here at the Hayes before too much longer.
1: Yeah, no doubt. He'll be here and uh, we certainly are thinking of him and uh, you know we've we've said the phrase Arden Strong many times here at the Hayes the last few weeks. So certainly thinking about um, thinking
0: about Nidra, thinking about fam. Yeah, we're we're huge in Arden. It's we got we got, we, we do huge numbers in Arden and, and Nidra's a big part of that. Yeah. So all right. Let's see what we can get into here. We got we got Charlotte baseball to talk about. Um, this is where we're, we're uh, a week removed from opening week, but nevertheless, this is a busy, busy week for uh, for Charlotte baseball. Starting with this morning, uh, at, at 9 a.m. this morning, and, and if you're a, a season ticket holder um, and you didn't get in on this, check your email. You have this. But, um, Kevin, we were, we were on, online at 9 a.m. this morning trying to secure tickets for
2: We've got we're we're right behind the nine or dugout row section 108, first row so I think we
0: we're we're right behind the dugout in case. What he needs any advice. Always, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, tickets went on sale this morning. We're big on collaboration here. (laughs) (laughs) Tickets went on sale this morning uh, for the Uptown Games uh, up at Truist Truist Field uh, uh, in Uptown Charlotte. Those games are March 11th, Friday night, against Appalachian State, and Wednesday night, uh, the the 23rd, against Davidson. Um, So those games are coming up later on in March. Get your tickets now, and then I think – Kevin, when do the Knights put the rest of the tickets on sale? It might be
2: it's non-season
0: ticket holders. It's, it's I,
2: close to opening day for us uh, when they're – Yeah, it might be next sale, week. Or so, single-game tickets.
0: But if you're a season ticket holder, check your email. Uh, you probably got an email this morning uh, that you maybe haven't seen yet, and there's a, there's a pre-sale code there
2: that you can go and, and get tickets for those games. So yeah. really looking forward to that Friday night app game to, to lead off that series. Um, first Friday night game, college game we've had out, up uptown, so it'll be – be nice people get off work grab something to drink grab something to eat and head to the ballpark and uh watch the Niners
1: yeah schedule update too we just uh, actually that this afternoon as of this afternoon we're, we're going to move it up to six o'clock so I think it's listed now at seven o'clock that game will actually be at six o'clock at Truist and uh as you mentioned yeah I mean any opportunity that we can get uh, as a program to to play in um any professional ballpark locally and, and and really kind of spread the brand but but that ballpark's special I mean that's you know, the views and the sight lines, um, you know, and then just growing up as a Charlotte native and going to Knights games, you know, really my whole life. Uh, those game
2: those games are, are special events for the program. Right. And last year when we played Rhode Island there for the doubleheader, it was kind of the first big event that everyone was we were allowed to get mm-hmm. out and, and see each other for nine, the Niner Nation came out and we had a good time. It was, it was a great, great day on Saturday of baseball at Tayes. I mean uptown <laughs> Truest. <through Yeah. us. laughs> yep. The other haze, yeah, I got, <laughs> yeah. Got Saturdays and haze. I on know, the mind, I it? know. It's
0: it's a habit, right? So, uh, yeah, g- check out check out tickets for those those games, and they 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 always draw uh, a good crowd. Uh, Niner Nation is pretty good about coming out and supporting that. And uh, you know, let's face it, folks don't don't just don't leave a lot of tickets for the app folks. I mean, there's there's no need to do that. So, take care of business or the Davidson folks for that matter. So, let's take care of business all right um then later uh, later this week that was this morning um, we've got a big day uh, of uh, of really a sort of a Niner Nation or Charlotte baseball family reunion coming up on Friday night with the, uh, with the now third annual first pitch dinner. Um, I believe you can still, if you have not had a chance to sign up for that, I think you can still sneak in under the wire and, uh, and sign up for the first pitch dinner. But it's, it's here on, um, on Friday night here on campus. Um, be a great evening of Charlotte baseball um bryce mcgowan and aaron McKeithen, um newly minted pro niners from last year's team are are going to be opening things up and the keynote speaker is uh is justin Seeger, who uh really needs no introduction around uh around the charlotte baseball program or well certainly not northwest Cabarrus county either (laughs) though um just it's going to be a fun night if you had not signed up for that um I think you can still sneak in under the wire, so uh, look into that. Be it's going to be a fun night, Kevin.
2: Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, I guess two years ago it was great to see a lot of old Niner baseball players and the fan base get together and, and one under one roof for first time in forever. So it was it was a great evening, and uh, um, really looking forward to it Friday. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it, it, it's
0: one. It's great that we're uh, we, we started having this uh, going back three years ago. Last year, for all the same reasons, it was online. We did it via Zoom, but now this year we're able to, you know, able to to do something here on campus. And that always—that's—I think everybody's, you know, everybody's in the mood to to uh, to get out and have a little fun here on campus and talk a little Charlotte baseball. Looking forward to it. All right, so, Coach, let's uh let let's let's back up a little bit here. We're we're going to talk about this season. We're going to talk about a lot. Yeah. Um we 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 did a show back in the fall but let's kind of let's kind of quickly recap a few things that happened here you guys hosted a golf tournament uh on homecoming weekend that was that was phenomenal and uh the the best thing was is i didn't lose a single golf ball because uh, I only hung out, didn't play. Kevin may or may not have lost uh, a few golf balls out there playing in it, but um, that was a, a another. Um, I don't know how many years in a row that event is, but that's been going on for several years, and uh, had a lot of former players and friends of the program out, and um, just a good day of fellowship back there. Yeah,
1: I mean that that you know, you know the between the the first pitch dinner and the alumni golf tournament, um, just really those those are two very important opportunities for our program to celebrate uh, not only the current team and the current players, but, you know, the previous teams and the previous players and all of which, you know, um, you know, have gotten us to this point and, and, and built Charlotte baseball to where we are today. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's those are their special events because it's every you know, seeing everybody come back together from, you know, you got guys that live in California, Texas, Florida, maryland up in the northeast and um you know life happens time goes by fast and so when you know for guys to be able to come back one two five ten years for the first time and be together and and just have some fellowship it's 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 pretty cool to be around so those are those are important staples and opportunities in the program and we're
0: excited to keep them going moving forward absolutely so kevin do you did you take account how many golf balls did you lose that day
2: um, I didn't really count, I mean it Lost was, count yeah it wasn't that many um, I did have a good time. I already apologized to to michael o and and Hale sims and and his dad Mike Sims for anchoring the team but um we did we did our team did finish we were the second team to finish, so we're gonna leave it at that
0: there you go i i'm I'm thinking like i mean, I'm just picturing this, but I'm thinking Hale can like hit a golf ball right
2: yeah i didn't uh I learned that Hale's a lefty he hits. It's baseball lefty and it's golf ball lefty. So, um, yep. Uh, and Michael O, I, I didn't know that he uh, he played high school golf. So, it's a pretty good team. It's, it's it's a shame that I had to anchor them down like like I did. But um, they did they did well. They did great. It was it was fun watching those guys hit the ball. <laughs> That's cool.
0: Uh, you know what? Maybe. Well, no, I'm not even gonna say that. I was gonna say maybe I'll dust off my clubs and join you next year, but you should, you anyway, should. I'll, I'll, Hale, I won't, I won't feel
2: bad next year.
1: Hale likes to remind our coaching staff that he is lefty too, like he, like pretty, pretty regularly. Coach, yeah. Is he He's like tight. lobbying to get put in, like maybe? Like oh yeah. Pinch hit. Like, oh, hey, yeah. you need a lefty coach. We pinch ran him we, in yeah, the fall. That's yeah, true. I mean, he's got you know, he's, he can really hit from the left side, but it's his it's his speed that, that that's really his probably his best attribute.
2: <laughs> he, he told me he's he, he can hit a fastball. He's pretty good at hitting fastballs, but you bring anything else in there, it's it's fifty fifty.
1: Yeah, well, so we we yeah, we know we we're, we're well aware of Hale's ability to hit the baseball in case we need it. But it's I, you know, Niner fans, I would be on the lookout for the speed coming you know, pinch run situations this year.
0: Well, I will say this: if if I which. Would not be playing catcher, but if I was playing catcher and hail rounded third, you know, I'd I'd probably be making a business decision. That's part of
1: it too. It's speed plus fear. Um, you know, it's a it's a winning combo. It creates yeah. fear and
0: on the base paths. So yeah,
2: yeah. We don't want to give away too many of our secrets before the season starts, Coach.
0: That well, that'll be everywhere. That'll be on every scouting report. Watch out for Sims as a pinch runner. But. Yep you heard it here that's, first. that's a that's a that's a free that's a free scouting tip for mm. anyone who wants it. <laughs> you heard it here <laughs> first folks all right so uh fall exhibitions kind of lump them together and talk just kind of get your general impressions we played walter state float and the ontario blue jays um so we we were able to uh we covered two of those uh broadcast two of those the walter state and the ontario blue jays games um what are your what you know, I, I know your, your your thought process has probably moved beyond that, obviously, because you're into to preseason mode now. But what were some of your thoughts about your squad coming off the off the fall? What do you remember about the fall?
1: <laughs> had to do my best, check, we, We're we've, we're moving on to Louisville, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's anytime you get an opportunity to see your guys compete against another uniform, you just it, it you get to see a different, a, a few new things and. Um, you know, I thought, I thought. You know, all things considered, and those the three opponents who were, you know, you're talking about two of the best junior colleges in the country, uh, who are routinely going to play in Grand Junction, which is a, the Junior College World Series, and um, you know, two programs that we've got current players from, and we recruit heavily from, uh, and then one of the best travel ball organizations in the country, uh, really, or the the continent, I guess you could say. Um, you know, I, I was really pleased. I was really pleased with what I saw. I mean. Uh, certainly offensively, in all the games, I felt like um that was on display. um I think you know we did a great job as far as you know limiting our opponents to you know you know a few runs as well so and and we got to see a lot of looks we got to see uh ton, you know um a ton of different looks on the mound and got to see guys at multiple positions and and you know just it's just so it's very valuable for our coaching staff really just to be able to evaluate and um, see him kind of compete in that environment and get used to a game day routine. That's not a scrimmage, um, you know, as it helps us prepare for you know, um, you know,
0: seeing another uniform here in February. It's really cool to have the the uh, Ontario Blue Jays in um, one because Kevin and I got to practice our um, pronunciations on all the hometowns. Um, it, <laughs> we, well, their parents started, they, we started getting, uh, in the, in the chat, the, some of the parents up in Canada started sending us phonetic, like, oh, okay. That's how you say that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that, well, that's the neat thing too. I mean, we live streamed a lot of our games on, on Twitch this fall. Yeah. And so our coaching staff, we would actually, you know, we'd go back, um, we have a bats video system and that sort of thing, but I would actually go back and I'd put the live streams on in my office the next day and kind of rewatch and just kind of see, um, you know, I like I I really liked how I could go back and see our team from a different perspective. Um, you know, because we see it field level and we see it you know pitch by pitch and bats, but being able to see it kind of from a an elevated view and like look at our base running and our defensive positioning and you know commentators, you guys' perspectives. You know, for me, actually, I think that's really I think that's a really uh, great learning opportunity for our coaching staff. So we watched we actually watched all of our scrimmages. You know replayed um the next day following those events.
2: So, so you didn't mute our commentary. i hopefully so sometimes
1: maybe. But uh <laughs> I, no. No it I was it, it was <laughs> it was uh yeah I'm sure I'm I'm sure you guys gotta be up for some awards, you know, this year. We'll we'll
0: get that out there maybe. There, there's got to be something Producer Brad will look into that There's got to be some awards for something um, So, you know, always think And, and you know, anytime we, we see the Ontario Blue Jays You know, of course you go back to to whatever year that was I might, I might get the year wrong But a few years back you know, The Blue Jays came in here And uh, they scored one run The Blue Jays did and it A was solo home run A solo home run Hit by this really big, good-looking kid That could really swing the bat from both sides of the plate <laughs> I wonder whatever happened to him <laughs> whatever happened to that guy well, well, yeah I think that was I think it was 2019
1: yeah it was um yeah, it was you know and then sure enough we got big maple here and uh <laughs> he showed me a, actually he showed me a great video he showed me a video of him hitting his senior year of high school and I think he was up to like 270 pounds and uh his brother was like falling down in the background um he showed me a video on this video on his phone so I think you know he's he's I mean he's one of the hardest workers in our program for sure and you know he's now he's you know he's an inch or two taller and probably 35 pounds leaner certainly stronger um but uh but yeah no i've i've heard that story and um he's certainly he's certainly hit numerous of those moonshots
0: here since he's been here and we're still hitting them we're thankful he's here as as of last weekend he is still hitting them Saw that in person. So we moved through the fall. We had the exhibitions. We had the green the green white World Series, which you guys get, kind of did a a, a cool thing uh, with with two team, team captains. You had Team Brooks versus uh, uh, versus Team Bruce, mm-hmm. and, and they had it out for for seven games. Mm-hmm. It's a recruiting class of twenty sixteen.
1: That's right. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think uh, combined what twenty two years of experience. Uh, <laughs> Here, no. yeah, I, I think I, I think they're uh, or, they're working think, on doctorate degrees. I actually rem- I I remember playing against Colby Bruce in high school. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you that. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, how's it feel to coach a guy you played against? Yeah, we went we went head to head. You know, I was at Myers Park, he was at South Mac, and uh, we had some heated battles. Um, you know, so those are fun. De- those are fun times.
2: Yeah, well, the 2016 recruiting class is still producing for the Niners. So they are. Quite, yeah, full force. Glad- Speaking of Kobe, glad glad to have Colby back after uh, he missed last season, and um, also good to have Matt Brooks back uh, for another year here. And you know, he's battled through some injuries, and he's he's come on top, and he's had a little knuckleball to the repertoire this year. So it was fun calling the game when he was he was pitching because the umpire didn't like it, the catcher didn't like it, and the batter didn't like it because uh, nobody knew where it was going. We liked it. <laughs> it was it was fun to call a game, but uh, I'm sure no one else found that uh amusing. Maybe we need to get Brooksy in here one night
0: before the season's out and have him tell the story of that knuckleball how how that whole whole thing went down.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he I'm I'm sure that'd be great. I mean, he's been throwing it for a long time and um yeah, it's definitely going to be a part of the game. Uh, this 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 spring and I'm just excited for him. I mean, he's you know, he's an, and and him and Colby, I mean, they've jokes aside, I mean, they have they've spent 12 years combined in the program and they've both been through a lot they've both sacrificed a lot to be here and um you know you can see you can see it in their eyes and on their faces every single day they're here that um you know they want they want to do something special and they believe it and it spreads throughout our entire pitching staff certainly and our entire team just seeing how those guys go to work and carry themselves and you know I just couldn't be more excited for them um and their final campaign to
0: to do something special man, definitely here for that so when once you guys got through the fall um i think uh a little a little something happened over the holidays that you're kind of excited about it's it's behind us here out the window i don't yeah. probably can't see but um why don't you talk about what's what's going on down on the on the field level what you guys did over over the christmas break yeah i know it was um you
1: know, with with much help of, uh, you know, our administration, who's unbelievable, and from our, uh, our Grand Slam Club donors and, uh, and alumni, you know, everybody really pulling together to um, enhance the playing surface here at the Hayes. And we've got a brand new infield surface, uh, courtesy of um, Field Turf Company, who is the best of the best at what they do. Um, we looked at a lot of different options, and again, just getting back to our administration um, and their support, you know, it really – they really put the 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 cream of the crop playing surfaces down on our, on on the field. I mean, so um, fans who come out to the games, certainly families and, and and students who come out to games, you'll see a brand new surface with the new logo behind home plate. Uh, we tried to keep it a very clean and and simple look. It's kind of kind of the mo of our program is um, just trying to you know sometimes um, less is more. I guess you could say and. Uh, you know so we're excited about it think it think it turned out great it plays even better than it looks so if you like the way it looks uh you know from a play from a you know from a play standpoint the the hops couldn't be truer it's a it's a real speed as far as if you make a good pitch and you know you're, you're it's an out if you you know if you give up a high exit velo then it's getting through so um plays very true um we we've we've gotten to play on it here for a few weeks here so we understand it will kind of the little nuances of it that we think you know could give us a small edge on some certain things but um, it's just such a great surface and hopefully the fans and um, everyone you know supports our program comes out they they like it as much as we do because we love it
0: yeah if you if you're uh, if you've been watching online you've seen some pictures of it and the pictures look good but it's seeing the pictures and seeing it in in person or or even two different things beyond that because it looks phenomenal yeah and it's
2: it's almost hard to tell if it's it's real or not, the real grass or, or turf, but because uh, there's you can see, see more blades, it looks like blades of grass down there. Mm-hmm. And Nick and I had a chance to get down there last week. Uh, you really feel a difference between the the brown, the dirt part of the turf and the grass part of the turf. Is there, there's a a real different feel to it under your feet? So, and also this year we 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 don't have the dirt mound anymore. We have the turf mound, and um, mm-hmm. I was curious to see how that felt. It, I mean, kind of feels like you're pitching on a uh, putting green, like uh, with the well manicured turf, it's it's really cool. It's really neat. Yeah, um,
1: there's, yeah. There's a there's a ton of technology on, that goes into it, um, and and a lot of planning, a lot of discuss, discussing. I mean, you know, we actually, I mean, we talked about every detail of the field from um, from the look to the play. You know, and we, we actually we put all so the mixtures of the grass and the dirt are completely different. And you know the, the dirt mix actually has you know olive pit on it, which is kind of a grainy uh, type substance to where um, you, so when you see a pitcher pitching on the mound or a hitter hitting in the batter's box and you kind of see some action, you'll actually see some kind of grains fly up. So it looks like you know it could be a dirt surface. So I kind of call it like a hybrid. It's kind of a hybrid dirt dirt turf surface um on the on the grass portion and then the the, the grass and then on the dirt portion and then the grass portion is much softer and when you walk on it it, it really feels like you know the best kept well and groomed grass that you could play on so um yeah we love it it's great and it's always it's always recruit ready i mean you look out there all day every day it looks great
2: yeah. lines well, are always chalked that's right <laughs> So for the for
0: the 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 pitching staff, I mean, was I mean, I know they're becoming more and more common, especially in travel ball and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, minimal transition, I guess, from from the dirt to the turf. They just kind of, you know, I mean, I don't know if our guys would tell us if they
1: didn't like it, but they, I mean, they've all said that they love it. And the biggest thing is that they say that they don't even think about you know their their drive or their land leg anymore. Um, it's just everything's always where it's kind of supposed to be, especially for the relievers. So, you know, guys who've been relievers in our program for a number of years that they're typically, they're used to coming in there and there's a hole in front of the rubber and there's a hole in the landing area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're used to kind of, okay, I gotta I gotta get used to this or I gotta pitch around this or whatever it may be, kind of having to adjust to it. They're like, now we don't have to adjust. Like I can just come in and know... This is how the mound's going to be every single time. Doesn't matter if a guy is, you know, because every pitcher pitches in different spots, and some guys are in line or open or crossfire, so the hole in the mound can be in a different place from time to time. And if you're Colby Bruce and you're coming in to get the last three outs, and all of a sudden there's a hole on the mound where you're not used to, like it's something that you know. It's I mean, the best of the best they they can, you know, they they overcome it, but it's still it's still a real thing. So I think our pitchers being able to every single day throwing the same surface and we have it in the bullpens as well. Um, you know, they love it. And, you know, Matt Brooks does is, this is his final year of eligibility. And I think it saves him, uh, you know, a good bit of time per week, you know, re- repairing the mounds and that sort of thing, prepping the mounds. So um, yeah, it, it, I think across the board, it is the, the, between the mounds and the playing surface, it's been nothing but positive.
0: So I'm guessing that, that turf shopping is probably more complicated than than you would think on the surface that when you start talking to them and there's probably just a ton of options. Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? I mean, you know. Yeah, no, it's – I mean, it's – I mean, you name the
1: color, they got it. You name, you name the fill-ins and the speed and the – you want stripes. You don't want stripes. You want logos here. You want paint. I mean, they can do anything. And so – Um, yeah, it was, it was, there's a lot, there was a lot that went into the design and the, the kind of the, um, I don't know, technical design of, of the way it played. And and we just love how it came out. We're really, we're really, really pleased. I don't think I would change anything. Um, you know, it's just, it looks great. It plays great. And we're very thankful that we have, you know, we have it going into this year
0: yeah the um, can't wait for fans to to get out here and and, and see it um uh, think you'll really be impressed um and uh i i think and and um i'll i'll take the the uh, uh i'll take the ding for this one but i i i think I think you guys are gonna try to try to expand that out and maybe get the rest of it uh sometime in the near future
1: yeah that's the you know, that's the goal right i think is to um i mean yeah across the board is to Expand it and, and and finish the outfield, um, yeah. you know, and continue on with some other some other cool projects, um, you know, here at the facility. I mean, that's yeah. that's the name of the game, right? I mean, that's and that's something we're all very passionate about here. As again, I mentioned it earlier, just from our administration through our coaching staff and our former players and our donors and boosters. I mean, everybody wants to see this program go, and
0: so um, you know, that's just part of it. Yeah. So more cool stuff to come for sure. So let's get around to talking, uh, talking a little uh, – let, let, let's talk baseball. Let's get into 2022 season. Um, Kevin, I know you, you and I have been having this conversation offline. Um, we were going to kind of uh, walk through some of these preseason accolades, which will give us a chance to talk about a lot of the guys. But um, it, it seems like every day – there's yeah. there's a new one. Um, why don't we just why don't we just start at the top with uh, with Austin Knight? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you have a returning All American, it's it's easy to start there. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about some of Austin's preseason accolades, and we can we can kind of move on from there.
2: Yeah, I think he's uh, our first preseason All American since um, since Brett Netzer in 2017, I believe. So, but as of right now, he's got a first team Collegiate Baseball Newspaper. He's Perfect game, first-team All-American, NCBWA, first-team All-American, and uh, D1 Baseball, third-team All-American. And they also have tapped him in their Conference USA preview as their uh, Conference USA Player of the Year, preseason Player of the Year. So um, he continues to rack up the preseason accolades to go along with his accolades from last season, and he's he's, uh, becoming a very decorated 49er here.
0: And what he uh, D one in their position rankings? Was, was he was top ten? He was
2: number three, three
0: top five oh. uh, D one baseball. So um, yeah, so you got a guy with with a lot of preseason awards, coach. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, you know, I think I think Austin would be the first one to tell you that he's um, he's more concerned with the postseason accolades for the team, and sure, you know, and if that happens, and I think the postseason accolades for himself will come, but all, you know, knowing Austin, like I do, um, and how much of a competitor he is and just a, just a winner, uh, uh, in all facets that he is, you know, he's, you know, he's centered, he's centered on, you know, right now, just beating Louisville and taking care of business and, and trying to take, help take this program to new heights. I mean, he's done that since he showed up, um, you know, two, two falls ago. And, so I tell people all the time. I mean, Austin Knight's a program-changing player. He's a program-changing person, and uh, a lot of you know a lot of times when you get a transfer who's a program changer, you usually get to coach that player for one year. And so our entire coaching staff is you know tickled to death and just thrilled that he's here um, for another go-around, and we'll have him as long as he'll stay. Um, you know, we think uh, we think he. You know, and other guys on our on our team, we think we think Major League Baseball missed on them, and um, I'm I'm, you know, th- these are our guys, and we care about them tremendously, and and um, so I'm I couldn't be more excited for you know Austin and this group of guys, um, you know, to to compete this spring and to try to take this program further because that's what that's really what you know their mission's been since they got here, and Austin's doing it. He's leaving a heck of a legacy.
0: I know we touched on the, uh, on the draft at the end of last year. We were able to talk about it on the show, but I still think back hearing you say that. You know, the, that realization when the 20th round was over and started thinking about the, the, it was sort of starting to sink in who was, who was still on the roster, who was coming back. And you started thinking about um, whether it was Christian, David, Austin, you start thinking, oh, <laughs>
1: yeah and and from a recruiting standpoint you know to a degree you have to recruit as if those players are going to move on so when you recruit in a manner in which you you think you know those players are like you know put, could potentially move on and and they stay well then you get really excited right because then you get the combination of the two you get the you get the players that I mean look you can't re- you can't replace Austin Knight. you can't replace David McCabe, you can't replace. You know a lot of these guys that, that you know really any of these guys that are on this team and um you know that's a that you know replaces a poor choice cho- poor choice of words um you know but um you know it's just the nature it's the nature of the business and when you get to combine when you get to combine you know those two things um you know then cool things happen and that's what that's what we're that's what we've all worked so hard for i mean i've also i've been asked you know, a few times after last season, you know, did you, did you get time to reflect and you, did you get time to, you know, just kind of this and that? I'm like, no, like, you know, it yeah. was pretty much, it was pretty, I mean, just the way, and the same will be true, you know, I think for all coaches, you know, moving forward, it's just the way the nature is. I mean, our, the major league baseball draft is until July. Um And I think there's some benefits to that, but there's also, I mean, like this is, you know, it's, 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 it's family's, trying to make a decision you know as well and so um you know i just think uh you know we, we 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 got the bus back from greenville and um you know we certainly look at the the 2021 that's out there on the outfield wall with nothing but you know smiles and and positive memories um but we went straight to work on 2022 like the day we got back
0: yeah, I think as um, as fans and just people that that follow it from the outside looking in, you know, I think it's uh, uh, we get so uh, in tune to the season, and then it's like, oh yeah, well they do fall ball, and then they do you know a few weeks in January and February, and then the season starts. But I mean, there, there really isn't an off season. Uh, maybe, maybe the maybe the first week of August, you can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, something not
2: like
1: that. Yeah, but not, not. I mean, not really though. I mean, not if you. You know, not if you want to go where we want to go. I mean, it's 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 a twenty four seven three sixty five. I mean, that's you want to be one of the last eight teams standing, and that's what it takes. Because um, it's really hard. I mean, it's it's incredibly hard to, as everyone knows, to you know, to get through that regional round and and to get to that Sweet Sixteen, and then to win a Super Regional. And and to be one of those last eight teams to really make a run to compete for a national championship, it is hard. I mean, you have to separate yourself. You can't just do what everybody else does and expect to just climb the ladder and to to you know to win. So, um, you know, I give all the credit really to um, you know Coach Bick and Coach Mining and Coach Sieb and Coach Simmons and Coach McKibben. Um, I give all the credit to those guys because you know their motors are. So, you know, so high that it, you know, it pushes me and we call kind of feed off of each other. And like I said, I mean, as soon as as soon as we all came together, it's just full steam ahead. So and um, it also makes it easy too when you've got the players that we have. I mean, it's just such a special group and um, it's the best part of my day is getting to go down there and be out on the field or in the weight room with those guys. That is without a doubt, the best part of my day is just getting to be around
2: this group because they're a lot of fun. Yeah, you mentioned, I mean, got a lot of great guys coming back. Uh, you also got a, a great recruiting class coming in here that, that we saw in the fall, and so much so that um, uh, D1 Baseball, in their conference say preview, um, their top 35 prospects from the cam- from the conference for 2022 uh, had 10 Niners on it. We um, want to go through this list here and, and mention these guys. I mean, uh, McCabe at 2, Austin Knight at 4, Geesting at 10, Christian Loses at 13, Cam Fisher at 14, uh, Evan Michelson at number 20, 23 Quentin Martinez, 28 Bruce, Kobe Bruce, 32 Nate Furman, and 35 Josh Madole. So um, a good mix of guys returning and guys you've brought in um, via through the transfer portal or uh, junior college ranks. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about uh, how the team's mixing and and uh, the newcomers versus the um, guys that are coming back.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think um... – again, we get so tunnel vision on, on building a roster and then developing the players while they're here and game planning and all that stuff to, to really where it's like, you know, we kind of pick our heads up and somebody lets us know they're like that, you know, that we have 10 of the 35 ranked players, you know, it's not something we really set out for, right? Like, it's not something that like, Hey, let's let's go recruit you know like and develop guys so I mean we, that's it's never a goal of ours it's the, we just have this kind of tunnel vision process where we go to work each day and try to try to do the best we can and, and bring in the best players and the, the best families and the best people we can um, you know because I you know when you when you say those ten names um, one I think about the names that are left off <laughs> that are really really good and you uh, that's exciting but also think about you know the 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 10 players you named i think about their recruiting story and their journey and their families and um their commitments to the program and um it's just really special it's 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 really neat and um we don't we definitely don't take it for granted um and and we're just you know excited for them you know, to do great things. I mean, again, much like Austin Knight, I think, I think all those, you know, the other nine guys on that list would tell you the same thing. I think they're saying, Hey, like if, you know, if these are, if these turn into post-season accolades, then, you know, we'll be really proud. But, um, you know, preseason is preseason and, and it doesn't count for a whole lot, but I'm always excited whenever I see our guys get acknowledged because they deserve it, you know? And like I mentioned, there's a lot of guys not on that list. Um, but and also I'm also proud too of the fact I think just as you read them off, I think there's five pitchers and five position players. so it's you know it's really balanced. and I think the next closest team in Conference USA that was listed, again, preseason, there's a lot of guys that are gonna be that are gonna stand out from everyone's team that weren't mentioned. Um, you know but it's but um, I think the next closest team at six. and um, again, just kind of you know you think back to, you know, when we got here as a coaching staff and um, to, you know, to kind of where we are now. And
2: um, it's just really neat. Yeah. Uh, give us a little insight on some of the newer guys that um, are new to the team this year, on like uh, Cam Fisher and uh, Evan Michelson. Some of those guys that can contribute uh, in, the, in the spring here.
1: Well, both those guys are animals in the weight room, first and foremost. I mean, that is, you know, Evan Evan might be the strongest you know, he might have the strongest legs on our team and Cam Fisher is just an ox and, uh, two of the best guys. And, um, yeah, fish is fish is fish is just, you know, he's been, I mean, I think he hit eight home runs in the fall and he's already hit four in the preseason and he's worked himself to becoming a better and better outfielder every single day. He's an unbelievable teammate, incredibly selfless. And I think he, you know, I think if you told, if I think if you asked him to hit right-handed, you know, to help our team win, I think he'd do it. You know, I mean, he's just, he's just that kind of selfless, um, kid. He also, he also made fun of my haircut a little bit when I first saw him this past summer, I, which I actually thought was funny. It was great. His dad didn't think it was funny. <laughs> uh, cause his, he, it was the first time we saw each other in person. I mean, we've been voo- Zoom calls and, you know, last year's team, we kind of had this, uh, this kind of team haircut, which was like a semi Mohawk type thing. Mine was more mullet and, uh, you know, so Cam, when I met Cam, he was like, he's like, coach, is that a mullet? And his dad kind of smacked him on the back of the head when it's like, uh, he was like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, coach. And, um, I was like, actually, Cam, yeah, it kind of is at this point. So, um, but you know, Cam, Cam's awesome. And, and Evan, Evan's a horse, um, uh, you know, incredibly strong lower half. He's really good fastball and, and, um, one of our better off speed pitches and split finger that kind of drops off drops off the table and, um, we're excited. Both those guys are here.
0: So, I'm going to tack on to what you said there, talking about uh, Fisher and his his production. Okay, so let listen to me, folks. You don't need a reason to buy a ticket to see this team. Okay, you you there are a lot of them. Okay, whether you want to talk, whoever you want to talk about, you know all the names. I mean, we've been talking about David, we've been talking about Austin, but you haven't seen Cam Fisher yet. And I don't know what baseballs ever did to cam Fisher, but this man has a grudge against them and and it's obvious yeah because because he is violent towards baseballs, and it's 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 really incredible to watch i mean you you come out and see cam fisher it's 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 gonna be fun, yeah. <laughs> he, I, maybe maybe we can find out what baseballs ever did to him, Kevin. But he's got some kind of. Some kind of grudge uh, comment coming in here, um, which, by the way, we do not get paid uh, to to endorse D1Baseball.com, <laughs> <laughs> but we are subscribers to D1Baseball, and they do put out a lot of good a lot of good content, and, and have they've, they've, they've really picked up their coverage of our program. So, yeah, much appreciated. So we're we're always happy to talk about them. Um, so uh, if if you like college baseball, you like D1Baseball, go check those guys out. Um, but uh, hear the comment that. Came in was, uh, gee, ten of thirty-five top prospects in the upcoming draft class, but yet only picked third. Hmm. Um, I agree with this commenter, uh, but what I'll say is, uh, well, that's preseason, right? So <laughs> that's preseason. We'll see. We'll see how that holds. Yeah. Again, just
1: I think last year we were picked tenth or eleventh, and um, how'd that go? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean a whole lot, you know. It's just it gets it's a reoccurring theme, you know. You say it every year whether you're picked 1st or you're picked 11th, it's um, you know, at the end of the day, uh time will tell.
0: Was it was it 10th or 11th? I don't remember. But it was it was it was double digits. It wasn't first, I know that. It was, well, I'm looking over your shoulder, Kevin, and it seems like there's a, a trophy over there, regular season champions. East division, conference, should I say. Anyway, that trophy over there does not say 10th. (laughs) Let's just say that. It does not say 10th. So um, we've got, and and it's important important that you pointed it out, it's a balance between the pitchers, uh, between pitchers and hitters on this list. I also want to throw out there, they had uh, Jake Cunningham on their 23 list top top yeah they're top 10 uh, 23 lists so Jake um, Jake's gonna be coming along as well uh, Jake's a guy we saw some out of last year but uh, I think we're gonna see a lot more of this year gosh I mean I I mean we're excited we're
1: excited about with so many you know this entire team really but I mean it's yeah. it's hard not to be at the field every day and watch Jake Cunningham playing center field and what he's doing in the batter's box right now and not just be really excited for him and you know, what he brings to the team this year. I mean, especially because he's, you know, he's a Charlotte. He's a Charlotte kid here from, from Audrey Kell. And, uh, you know, he's just really self-made. He's worked incredibly hard to, to to improve and to get better. And, and, uh, you know, I think the work that he's been doing with, with Coach Sieb in the cages and Coach Bick in the outfield, I think, um, you know, I think he's really primed to, to break out, um, have a big year for us.
0: Excited. And we're going to give a shout out to, uh, to Nate Furman from that list, too. One, because we want to. Yeah. Um, and two, because Nate Furman is, is always ratings gold. So anytime <laughs> you can mention Nate Furman or tweet about Nate Furman or whatever, it always works out. So, yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, firm,
1: firm, is, firm is the catalyst. He's a glue guy, he's, he's Philly strong. Uh, he, he is a integral part of our team's success. We're glad he's here
0: few other guys I'm going to mention here we 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 actually have uh, we actually have uh, one guy on the roster this year that we actually played against last year mm-hmm. uh, in first baseman Josh Madol. and yep. he's a graduate transfer yep. uh, from UNCG and and decided to finish out his career here.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it was um, as soon as we saw his name in the transfer portal I mean I don't think we I don't think coach Bitt could have hit, you know, call on the on the phone any faster. I mean it was um, it was really a no-brainer for us. In fact, Coach Bick remembered coaching first base against UNC Greensboro, and we talked about it. As soon as we saw his name, he goes, I, "He goes. I stood next to that. I stood next to Josh for nine innings, and I thought to myself, one, this is an awesome dude. Two, he is really, really good at first base. And three, he can really, really hit. So." like it was just a no-brainer as soon as we as soon as we saw him in the transfer portal you know we we got we got on that one pretty quick and gosh did he have a great fall in preseason for us just i mean and he, i mean take stats out of him i think he i think he's walked 20 23 times and only struck out 5 in the fall and the preseason so far two of those strikeouts were like in a rainy day when we had a net or a tent over the mound and that doesn't even really count in my book um but he's just a I mean he's just a winner. He's 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 um what does he do? He's a, what's that? What does he do? He gets what do on mean? base. He gets on base. He yeah. He gets on base. Yeah, I mean it's uh he get he certainly does that and the power is ticking up. Um you know, he's worked really, really hard with Coach McKibben in the weight room and Coach Seeb in the in the indoor. I mean he he's he's probably the first left handed first baseman that I could honestly say you know, if if we got into a pinch and needed a left side of the infielder, I, I, I would consider it. I mean, he's that good, at, um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I think I saw a clip of – I think it was maybe – was it Don Mattingly? Or no, who was – or um, I think it might have been Don Mattingly that they put – the Yankees put over at third, third base one time. Yeah, right. You know, I've seen that clip before, and I'm like, you know, like Josh Madol might be the – if we ever got into a pinch, hopefully that's not the case. Uh <laughs> know all the other infielders on our team that are watching um you know hopefully that's not the case but i mean he's just he's he's a complete player and he's uh he's going to be a
2: really tough out i believe for for opponents this spring yeah, tons of experience he's a four year starter at greensboro and uh brings all that experience and veteran leadership to to the niners and uh we're glad to have him yeah absolutely
0: you guys went into the dipped into the portal a couple times, um, <laughs> yeah. and um, fans will be interested to know uh, with uh, with Aaron McKeithen being taken in the in the draft last year, he's he's now he's now with the Cardinals. Yep. Um, you guys decided to uh, go into the portal and address the situation behind the plate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, again, that's just the nature of the nature of the
1: beast now with the draft being in the middle of July. I mean, first we already had. We already had some, you know, some catchers committed that we we really really liked, and, and Huck Wathan and Drew Tindall and and Jocko Kaneski. I mean, we already had we already knew we had those, you know, those really good players coming into the program. Um, but just in general, we like to build we like to build teams with four catchers, um, you know, and and we wanted if there was it's an rough oper- spot, yeah. And and I think there's I think there's something to it as well, just from you know, a daily training standpoint, you know, the, you know, two and two guys can throw together, they can block together. They can, you know, they can really push one another. Um, and I, and certainly you, you can't be, you know, you can't lack depth at that position. Um, so, you know, all these guys are going to, are going to see action, but, um, you know, so when, when, AMAC got picked, um, we, we went back into the portal, we had a list of names and honestly, I just texted, I texted a friend of mine that's got national contacts and I just said, I said, any catchers out there? And he he texted me, Caden Hopson, Caden uh, t- Hobson, Arizona State. I was like, okay, haven't heard of him. Um, looked in the portal; he's in there. Caden Hobson, Arizona. I was like, okay, right name, wrong school. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, and I mean, it was that was a whirlwind. I mean, Coach Bick can tell you about it. I mean, that was we went full court press um, to recruit Caden and his family to come to Charlotte. You know, because he's. He's a Redlands, California kid who, um, you know, had just gotten back from playing in the College World Series with Arizona and and caught there um, on a really good team. And I mean, as soon as we got the name and, and the right school, uh, I mean, we watched every piece of synergy film that we could find first on him catching and second with him hitting, and everything we saw, we loved. I mean, every like we were like, yes, like this. We have to go all in on, on you know, getting Caden and his family to come to Charlotte. So, uh, I think I followed his personal catching coach on social media, reached out to him. He got you know we talked, said great things, and then we, you know, he put he gave me his dad's phone number. So then I call his dad. We had an awesome conversation, and then he gave me Caden's phone number. And Caden was coming back from playing in the Northwoods league. And, you know, I think he was flying to maybe take another visit to another school and was getting ready to make a decision. And we had a great conversation and we booked a red eye flight, not a, no, not a red eye flight, but he bu- we booked a flight like the next day for him and his dad to come in. And they landed, I want to say they landed at like 10 o'clock at night and uh, our coaching staff, you know, we, we've set up a catered meal here on the Eric Walker patio. We got on the golf cart, they they checked into the Marriott hotel here on campus. We picked them up on the golf cart, and we just we picked them up and we ate a late meal and talked baseball until like two a.m., two thirty in the morning here at the stadium because they're still on West Coast time, and we really wanted them to come here, so I we would have we would have stayed up talking until five a.m. if necessary, um, and just had a really awesome visit. A of coffee on, yeah, and and I know it's you know probably a, you know maybe a little bit long winded, but I wanted to share. Um, You know, kind of what went into that process because it's a big commitment for Caden and his family uh, to believe in us and our program and to come all this way. And, um, you know, I remember just he he, we took him, you know, we went to a night's game uptown. We went to Fahrenheit for dinner so he could see the city and uh, they, you know, we were hoping he was going to commit here in the office. He made us sweat it out. He didn't. Uh, so he flew back. He flew back to California, and, you know, I think two or three days later, um, he called and, and said he was coming here, and we were just so excited because, again, we have we, we had three really good catchers, um, but two of them were freshmen, and, um, you know, we felt like his experience, his skill set and experience and his personality was just going to be, you know, the four of them, and our, our four catchers are really their – they're a special team within the team. I mean, they work yeah. every day with Coach Simmons and um, they make our pitching staff better. And, um, you know, I, they pull for each other. And, you know, as a coaching staff, I mean, we see that every day and we're around
0: it every day. And um, yeah, we're really glad Caden's here. He makes us better. You know, I mean, not that it can't be done, but I mean, stepping into D1 baseball as a freshman um, is, is a daunting task anyway, but, but a catcher, you got to think that's, that's a big ask at any rate. Yeah. I mean, the best high school teams, I mean, I talked to a friend of mine
1: who's, he's probably the, he's the head coach for probably the best high school team in Kansas. Um, Just for example, he told me, he's like, I have six arms that can throw over 86. Like we're going to dominate, you know, and I mean that just gives you perspective. Like we're talking about one of the best high school teams in the state, having you know one of the best high school pitching staffs. You know, and it's like well, we have twenty pitchers that, you know, you know they're all every one of them is not you know eighty nine plus. So How many knuckleballers do they have? Exactly. Uh, probably <laughs> they definitely they, if they have one, they don't have Matt Brooks. So I know that. Um, but you know, yeah. So it just it's it's nobody. It's it's never a freshman catcher's fault for being inexperienced you just you know it's just it's part other, of the deal it's just part of the deal yeah so um and all those guys have done you know they've been awesome they, they've done a great job since they've arrived here and uh, like I said it's a special group but uh but Caden but Caden's skill set combined with his personality and his
0: work ethic um you know we're just we're really glad he's here you touched on it that I was gonna gonna mention that to to folks um uh, the the astute observers of college baseball that that listen to this program um might would recognize Caden because they've seen him somewhere before and they did they saw him on ESPN in June catching in Omaha mm-hmm. so that's 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 what you want right that's, Absolutely that's what everybody wants to do so yep. and I uh, and we'll throw this out there too watch watch this folks we we we're, we're talking about catchers um and we also mentioned Brooks um believe you guys went and, and and found a little different glove for for when brooksy comes in with a knuckleball right Yeah, so they
1: have restrictions for pitcher's gloves but they don't have restrictions for catcher's gloves so yet so uh yeah we have like a we have we i think we borrowed a mitt from softball uh <laughs> you know which is kind of a hybrid catcher's mitt first base mitt and then we went online and they have like you know, typically it's like a training tool. It's like an oversized catcher's mitt. And Coach Simmons could really break down what the oversized mitt is for, but we use it to catch Brooksy's knuckleball. Um and it's like a whitish gray color mitt. So if you see if you see a oversized mitt, it probably means that Matt Brooks is on the mound.
0: Yeah. So see there, there's another nugget for for folks to watch out for, Kevin. <laughs> We're just, yeah. We're a font of information here. Um, a couple guys, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the schedule here with the with the time we have left because there's some some really cool stuff to talk about here with the with the, the schedule. But um, I have a feeling that, um, and I won't I won't put these words in your mouth, but uh, when you, you you start talking about the folks that. Didn't get mentioned. Uh, I'm just looking. There's down. a lot of them. I, well, there's a lot of them, but I'm just looking down at my notes and two that two that jump off the page here: are Jack Dragham and Will Butcher, yep. uh, which, which were probably names that might have come to your mind when you're saying about guys that got left off the list and some others. But it's going to be a long season, so we'll we'll. Have, Trust me, folks. Well, well, you know, you know the drill. We're gonna we're gonna talk about lots of guys and all the action as the season goes on. But um, let's, um, yeah. I mean, when you leave off a
1: shortstop that played sixty one games on a on a conference championship team, and you leave off a freshman All American, uh, that's you know, um, those are those are two special players, and they, you know, everyone everyone in our program, you know, we 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 understand how good of players they are. And people,
0: yeah. So it's it's going to be, and and there are some more names here, and and they'll 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 come. But think about it this way, folks. We're about to talk about the schedule. Um, when we when we when we get back to you next week, it's going to be opening week. Yep. I mean, we're that close. I'm I'm frankly having a little trouble containing my excitement, Kevin. It's just <laughs> you know trying not to. I, we've been doing this since when's the first time we said seriously. Well, let's not get too excited about next season yet. When's the first time we said that? Like August, summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's right after the draft, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We've been saying this for for months. We, we, we remind each other, like, well, well, well. Let's not. Let's just. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's let's not get excited about that yet. And, but ah, you know, screw it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's, all, it's all downhill now, right? Now. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah, and it's true because I mean, in, in looking at the schedule, you know how this goes. It starts, and you know, the next thing you know, it's it's April and it's May, and then it just it just happens so quickly. Yeah, and and you think where did that go? Um, so we we do we do kick off the season um, uh, a week from this weekend. Um, this is, and we I guess we could go back and look at this, Kevin. You're the encyclopedia. You may know this off the top of your head. I don't know how long, I don't remember the last time
2: we opened up on the road. Um, it's been a long time. It, I, I don't can't.
0: Think, I, I, I'm drawing a blank.
2: I don't think it, we've done it since the stadium was built or the stadium was finished.
0: Um, I'm that'd be 2007. So I bet it's prior to 2007
2: that we opened up on the road. Um,
0: I think there was a snow. I think the yeah. I think there was
1: a snow in 2014.
2: It snowed out and we played in Charl. Uh, was it? No, we played in Savannah. We played a yeah. But it was supposed to be a home series. Yep, and we, got snowed out. We played um, played a couple of different teams. I think it was we played NC State. We won two to one, and then we played mm-hmm. uh, Greensboro, I believe, out there. So mm-hmm. a couple of teams that have snowed out. We all met out there and played. But yeah, that's probably at the. the, last time uh, at ins- the oh, what were they the, the Savannah Banan? San- it well, the- it's
0: where the Bananas play now. What were they before that? The
2: Savannah Sand Nats.
0: Sand Nats or something uh, like that. Yeah, and they were affiliated
2: yeah. with the Mets. So
0: we're opening up on the road. Yeah, no snow in the forecast for Tampa. Uh, no <laughs> snow in the forecast for Tampa. Uh, we're going on the road. We're going to play at USF um, in a in a four team round robin. Uh, USF, uh, which we'll see on Sunday. Uh, we've got Louisville on Friday and UConn on Saturday. So, coach, that's, and you've you've already said a couple of times. Well, I'm focused on Louisville. So yeah. um, let's let's talk a little schedule. Why don't you why don't you start talking about Louisville? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a
1: program that is routinely in the top 10 in national recruiting rankings. Uh, They have a Hall of Fame head coach. Uh, They have a pitching coach that uh, actually recruited me and coached me for two years uh, in Roger Williams um, that I think is one of the best pitching coaches in the country at any level. And, um, you know, they're just – I mean, year in and year out, they're they're always there in the thick of it. So um, it'll be it'll be a great test for us right out of the gate. Um, and
0: we're all excited for the opportunity. So how did um, how did that come to be? How did we get involved in in that event? I mean, is that yeah? So is there like a board a posting board where you can go or yeah? Can go and look
1: at yeah, it? no, they do there. So there's yeah, there's a kind of a website where as you know a program like either you work the phones and you talk to programs you know but then you can also if you kind of want to you know put out there that you know hey these these dates are open and um you know we just kind of we 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 put out opening weekend um and coach mole billy mole the head coach at at South Florida I've known for a number of years just because um you know we played against each other when when I was at UNC. and um you know he's a former pitching guy so you know there's there's not a ton of former pitching guys that are head coaches. So we kind of think it's like a little small fraternity kind of thing, I guess. And he, he reached out to me and said, Hey, look, we've got, you know, Louisville and UConn are already coming down. We've kind of been holding out for a fourth team and we really want a team that uh, we were hoping, you know, that played in a regional last year. We wanted to have kind of four regional uh, or better teams, um, you know, here at here opening weekend. And, uh, we talked to his coaching staff and we just we thought it was a no-brainer. We thought it was a great opportunity for us as a club to
2: go down there and um, you know, compete. Get ready for the the move to the AAC since we'll be seeing a lot of them in the in the near future. Yeah, that
1: that, that came into the equation as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's three great programs. Um, you know, uh I think you know, Louisville's been the multiple World Series, UConn's been to multiple regionals and Super regionals and South Florida was in the Texas Super Regional last year in Austin. So, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great test. Uh, I'm really I'm really excited for our club to go
0: down there. UConn is a, a, an interesting program. It's really uh, it's it's easy to have admiration for them um, because they have been so solid for so long. And I mean, there's I mean, there's quite frankly, there's just not a lot of programs in the Northeast doing that. Yeah, and, co- yeah, they have.
1: yeah. Coach Coach Penders and 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 his pitching coach Coach McDonald are, you know, they're two of the most respected coaches in our industry. Certainly on the East Coast, and in, like as you mentioned, certainly in the Northeast. And it's just like, you know, every time I've, you know, I don't, I actually don't, I don't think I've ever, I've, I've never competed against UConn, but I've, I mean, I've scout- I've watched enough video and scouting, and every time you see UConn teams play, it's. Um, it's these tough, physical, blue-collar, talented Northeast teams, and um, so you know. Again, they're at the, they're they're right there in the thick of it every single year when it comes NCAA selection time and and the postseason. So um, you, we know they're going to be talented. We know they're going to be well coached. Um, but you know, kind of as you mentioned, it's that's game two. We'll uh, <laughs> stay in center on game one.
2: Now that you said that, I'm gonna move on to the next week. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> we were t- I'm gonna go through the Get the, ready to hear about Louisville <laughs> again, Kevin, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> the the non conference weekends, uh I think we've got a great schedule to get us ready for conference USA. Um after the trip to Tampa we come back to host West Virginia uh team from the Big Twelve uh at the Hayes here. Uh, and then the following week we also host um Western Illinois. I think they're the Leathernecks. Which mm-hmm. is a really cool mascot. Yep, and they'll be here like the following week, and then we mentioned this before the App State game. The Friday night is going to be uptown, and then Saturday and Sunday will be here at the Hay. So uh, four good weekends getting ready for that first weekend against Western Kentucky and Conference USA action. I think you've got got a uh, very tough schedule, and it's going to get us prepared for for a long season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's you know, it's um, when you build when you build a schedule, or you know, you really try to you, you know you are going to you know, when you once you get to conference play, it's a bit of a gauntlet. So, um, you know, you want to try to see a lot of different looks. You want to try to see, you know, a mix of teams from, my, you know, my opinion, different parts of the country and um, that sort of thing. So, and 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 find some teams that you know are going to certainly challenge you, but also energize the energize the fan base and be great opportunities for them to to come out and see us. So, um, I'm really excited about this schedule and. um you know, but it's it's going to be a challenge um, for sure. So, uh, Coach Mazie and his staff at West Virginia. I mean, where they've what they've done with that program. If you go back and you look at, at the West Virginia program when they got there and where it is now, it's it's pretty incredible. I mean, as far as just um, you know where they've finished year in and year out, top of the Big Twelve, and the ballpark they've been, they've built there is is really scenic, and and it's a nice ballpark, and um, they've just They've just done a really some really great things with their program so um and they've got a they've got a strong fan base here in charlotte so it it's really important for for our fan base to uh you know to go online purchase tickets tailgate come ready to roll that weekend because um you know we're we're gonna we're gonna need that that tenth man support up here at the Hayes.
0: you couldn't set it better that that's exactly what was on my mind right there um i know the, our, our savvy audience already knows this, but you can't say it enough. 704-687-4949 is the number to the ticket office. Uh, you can also buy online at charlotte49ers.com. Um, the single game tickets for um, for the, the all the games here at the Hayes have been on sale for maybe a, a week, week. A little over a week. Um, so go ahead on there. Um, that West Virginia, you know, let's uh, sometimes the baseball schedule for fans can be a little daunting because there are so many games. Let's, let's, let's take this one at a time. If you're out there and, and you're just kind of getting into the, into the baseball program, let's, let's break this down here. Just, just get here West for, for West Virginia weekend. And if, and if you can only make one game that weekend, get here Saturday, get here for Saturday of West Virginia. Cause the uh, coach said, what was that? 17, 18 they came in here Kevin 17 yeah 17 um, they're they're going bring a crowd and uh, you know they're, they're not they're not traveling they live here yep. <laughs> and so it's it's going be it's going to be a, a, a wild and crazy weekend here at the Hays so come be part of it.
2: We had a great time when they came last year and uh, they brought a good crowd and we had a good crowd had a good tailgate and I believe we won two out of three so I'll, I'll take that again if it happens.
0: Yeah, and we're we're working on some stuff for that along those lines, folks. Um, you know, and, and this I'm just just kind of going off the off the cuff here. So every time I start doing this, these two guys they 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 look nervous. I'm gonna but, go get some more coffee. On yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what we saw, uh, th- those of you that were in Greenville <laughs> last last year, right? You saw what that environment was like. I mean, and that's we're 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 going into that league, and that's that's the kind of environment we need to be we need to be working towards. And and for for heaven's sakes, folks, the the, the program that we're building here, they deserve your support. So let's let's get out here and and do this. And um, if we can, we'll get some stuff figured out. We'll be we'll be uh, pass along any details we have. But um, yeah, man, Saturdays, let's get out here and and. Do a little tailgate and have a good time and support these fellas because, man, this is, this is, uh, is going to be a fun year. So, anyway, yeah. end of rant.
1: Yeah, no, and, and I'll say this. I mean, our coaching staff, we've, you know, we went to every home football game, and, 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 gosh, I mean, the energy in that place. I mean, our student sections were awesome. I mean, they, our student sections were awesome. And, you know, we go to as many basketball games as we can go to, and you look, you look down there behind, behind the benches and, and right there at midcourt. I mean, I mean so they're here. You know they're here, they're they're here and uh, we've seen it and you know same thing going to see Coach Langen's teams playing the NCAA soccer tournament like you know so to all the students out there you know um, we're ready for you you know come on yeah and and uh, this is a team that that you you guys and and girls are gonna want to watch play um, they've worked extremely hard uh, they've sacrificed a lot to you know to be here and um i couldn't be more excited for for this group to put on the uniform and represent our university.
2: I I know we we're biased but it's well worth the price of admission to get to the, into the haze to see these guys play. It's going to be very entertaining brand of baseball and um i think there'll be a lot of wins. <laughs> no pressure but yeah. I yeah, mean,
1: i mean that's <laughs> you know, it's it's th- this group wants it. You know, this group wants it and, um, you know, the results will, will take care of themselves, but, but this group's wanted it. I mean, we had our first team meeting August 22nd. And uh, again, it's, I think a lot of people, you know, they start to pay attention. Okay. You know, college basketball season's kind of winding down. We're getting close to tournament time and they start kind of thinking about college baseball, but this group, I mean, I mean, I mean, we had guys, I mean, we had guys that were up here in the offices all summer. We had guys training here last summer. We had guys, you know, the, I mean, all they talk about is like we want more, like like we're not done, and um, so this this team is hungry, and I would imagine that you know for everyone who co- comes out to watch this this group of guys play, they're going to see a hungry group, and I would be shocked if I ever saw any let up whatsoever um, from them, you know, from first pitch to last, they're they're going to get after it.
0: So, um, quickly touch on the uh, the conference schedule here, but um, go ahead and throw out there. And these tickets are not on sale yet, um, but uh, we've added uh, a, a weeknight game the night before the Davidson game in Kanopolis again. Yep. Uh, which just suits me to a tee because that's ten minutes from my house. We're thinking uh, about you. Well, I appreciate that, Coach. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday night we're going to play Campbell. Um, you know looking at looking at some of the preseason uh comments i mean uh what was the the dandy dozen is what d1 did right the, yep. the they did the top 25 and then they did 12 more that were under consideration mm-hmm. and we were on that list well so was campbell yeah they got a great program so that that game in uh in Canapolis, uh let's see make sure i get the date right on that was at march 22nd um that's I mean, that's a, that's a resume-builder game. That's, I I think I call that – it's kind of like the, in basketball, it's like the bracket buster uh, – one of the bracket buster games, you know. Um, that, that'll that be an important game um, as well. I mean, they're all important, but, but yeah, still. Yeah, I mean, Coach Hare and
1: their staff, they do a tremendous job over there in, in Bowie's Creek. And um, you know, I think they have the preseason player of the year for their conference and Zach Nito, and they have a preseason pitcher of the year in their conference um, as well. So um, – you know, I think they were down in the Mississippi State Regional last year as well. So, you know, they got a great program, and I mean, again, it just goes with what kind of what we talked about earlier. When we go to scheduling, like you don't have to look very hard to find great programs um, in the area. So, you know, they're just one of one of many here in the Carolinas,
0: and they do a great job. I know we're, I, I know we're, we're Louisville, right? But just looking down this conference slate, right? For for folks out there, they're doing a little advanced planning. Um, it lines up well for us to have Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech coming in here. We'll go to we'll go to Southern Miss for the conference tournament. It's in Hattiesburg this year. Um, but those are the you know when the uh, when when the the uh, when the conferences preseason when the coaches poll comes out, those teams are going to be in the mix. Um, and to have them both coming in here, um, it's that's pretty good. Yeah, two of the last three weekends of the season, um, and they'll be here. So, and throw in rice too. Rice will be coming <laughs> in here. So, yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: it's it's. I mean, again, conference USA. You go look at you go look at how I many. I think we had four teams in the postseason last year. Um, you know, I think of all the of all the baseball conferences in the country, I think we had the fifth most selections of any of any conference. So, I mean you know it's it's a gauntlet i mean it's it's i mean especially on the offensive side i'll just you know it, the 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 hitters in this conference are as good as any lineups in the country um i mean louisiana tech last year their lineup was ridiculous and southern miss's weekend rotation last year was again as as good as any in the country so Um, you know, that's what you sign up for when you, when you're, you know, you're playing conference USA baseball and it was a real honor for us last year to do, you know, to do what we did in 21, I mean, 24 and eight. And um, I think, you know, eight four game series. I mean, it was just ridiculous. I mean, it was, it was double headers every weekend playing four game series and, you know, to come out on top in the regular season. And, and I think, you know, to, to only, to only lose one series, I think, you know, and it was on the road against an old dominion team that, um you know, I think we're in a super regional um you know, so i mean it's uh it's a gauntlet, and um you Aren't know you gonna
0: miss those four game sets <laughs> weekend?
1: you know i I'm not and uh i don't think anybody i mean I, I think i mean i-, I if, if you know i guess if there was anybody that would want' them to stay it'd probably be us since you know I guess it went favorable for us last year, but I just tell you like it's that that, that is That's a different animal. I mean, that's a different animal playing um, playing nine on Friday, fourteen innings on Saturday, with a forty-five minute to an hour break in between, and then you got to come back on getaway bus day or flight day and play nine more innings. I mean, it is it's a different beast, and you have to you have to you know kind of adjust your training and adjust your your I mean everything. You have to you, you know your sleep schedule, your eating schedule, your you got to be that much more hydrated. I mean, there's just so many more things that go into, you know, it becomes much more of an endurance match really. And um, so I'm, I'm I'm excited for us to get back to three game series and, and this year. And I think it's just a better, better experience for the student athlete, the fans, um, you know, and I think, I think everybody I mean that's probably one of the more under talked about things honestly as far as you know the attrition once you get to the end of the year last year because I mean we were one of two teams in the top 25 that played all 56 regular season games um you know you go look at some teams that played in Omaha last year with covid and everything I mean some teams only played 45 total games so you know we're sitting there again it's not making excuses but you go look you go look at you know the conference U.S. the four conference USA teams that are playing in regionals and supers. I mean, they've been playing four game series all year. Yeah. Um, you know, and we didn't miss a game, and that's a huge credit to our players, our coaches, our support staff members, everyone for you know getting that you know putting us in that position. But you know, it's 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 certainly nice getting back to more of a traditional format, and um, you know, it's going to be
0: I think it'll be you know better on just everybody. Kevin, did you see we're going uh, to Marshall? Yes, year? I did. Yes, yeah, Marshall. I'm I'm going to that. I gotta. I'm, I'm I can't wait to see it. That's I've got that one circled.
2: Can't wait to coach uh, see college baseball all
0: right. played at a YMCA. But anyway,
2: go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> <clears throat> I know you didn't get to go to conference. We didn't get to have conference play in 2020. So last year was your first real conference USA experience. It was kind of different, like you said, four sure. games. It really tests your pitching depth and and your stamina. Really, um, are you looking forward to going to this year in Conference USA with the three game sets and um, more of a traditional Conference USA season?
1: What am, like where am I looking forward to, or what am I looking forward to? Both.
2: What what and where?
1: Um, you know, I, I mean, honestly, I haven't I haven't given it much thought as far as as far as where. I mean, I. I kind of enjoy every game, no matter where it's played. So um, I certainly love playing at home. Um, you know, this is a special place. So the more games, I mean, I think we, not really by design, but we have an 18-game home streak here, which is pretty awesome. Uh, we were supposed to play, I think, a nine-game home stretch, and then play an away game, and then about a, you know, an you know, I think a eight-game home stretch after. But um, you know, our mid, one of our midweek opponents, right in the middle, backed out to play another team that. know, that's a whole other story. Um, So we were, we were supposed to have a nine game home home stretch and an eight game home stretch. And, you know, we just, we booked another home game. So now we have 18 straight. So, um, you know, I think it's important to play at home. I think it's important to, um, you know, to play as many, we live in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have, you know, this, this beautiful ballpark here and an awesome fan base. And I just think it's really important that we try to play as many games here at the Hayes as possible, but, um, as far as my first look at at Conference USA, I mean, you know, you're talking about some storybook programs that have, you know, won a national championship at Rice, who've been to the College World Series and Southern Miss and others, and um, you know, you've got a lot of. If you go look at the list of coaches throughout the league, I mean, it, it's you've got you know some tremendous coaches uh, and programs that um, you know that are that are all really you know, again, when, when you're the you have got the you've got the fifth most teams of any conference in the country going into the postseason. You know, it's it's tough, so um, it's a real cha- it's a real challenge. But you know, I think that's a big part of why players choose to come to Charlotte. Um, there's a lot of reasons, um, which we you know we don't have time for tonight. But um, you know, one of which is they want to you know you want to play the the highest level of baseball, in Division One. It's right here, so. Uh, between our conference and non-conference schedules it's it's the real deal and
0: you can't take a pitch off you know we that's we know that so nothing sums us up as good as that i'm busy trolling marshall and you're asking a question of substance that's fantastic (laughs) i love it that's just us in a nutshell i love that so last question on the on the on the schedule then we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up for this evening but um how did you get invited back to Chapel Hill after last year. How'd, how'd, that, how'd that go down?
1: Well, it's, uh, you know, Coach Coach Forbes is one of my – he's one of my best <laughs> friends. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things, um, you know, it, you, you go to play the game and anything can happen. And we came out on the good side, and um, that will always be a special memory, you know, with Trey Starnes passing it off to Spencer Geesting and Christian Lothus, and we just went left, left, left that whole night and and a big swing of the bat there to clear the bases and give us a you know a four to one four I mean we went zero zero going into the tenth and to, to win four to one there and that was a special bus ride home um but yeah I mean we'll play those guys every year and I think uh we'll actually do a home and home with them in, in 2023 um at least that's the plan we're, we're, we're finalizing the details now um, but the plan is for for us to go back up there in 23 and then for them to come here and play on campus in 23. So, um, excited about that, but, but, you know, I've known, well, not many people know this, but I've, you know, coach, you know, Scott Forbes is one of my best friends in coaching, but he's also one of my best mentors. And it's pretty cool when you get to be an eighth grader and go to a baseball camp at a college and, and the volunteer assistant is 23 years old. And then you get to fast forward, um you know 12 year, you know 10 years later and he's your pitching coach and then you get to fast forward 10 years later and you're sitting next to him in the dugout in the college world series um you know as a coworker, i mean i've you know that i mean i i don't know how many i don't know how many coaches there are out there that, are, that have that type of dynamic you know but i remember being an eighth grader going to camp and he was one of the coaches at camp so um you know he's you know he's he's inspired me for a long time to to be a better coach, but also a better man and a better person. And uh, you know I just think the world of him and and Mandy and and the girls and the Forbes family. And um, you know I'm excited I'm excited for you know for his his uh, you know his second go around at the helm there as well. So. Well, always, we'll always try to play play against each other because it just it turns into a it turns into a bit of a backyard brawl too, which is kind of fun, you know. I mean, you if, people have asked me all the time, like, what's it like playing, you know, your alma mater, and I just say, well, it's you know, it's pregame and you know, pregame, it's it's it's, it's smiles and everybody's great to see, it. and then it's like game starts, wham, like it is, it's on killer instinct. It okay. is, it is killer instinct, you know, and because. I mean, that's just our nature, honestly. I mean, that's it's it's part it's a big you know, it's who I am, it's who our coaches are, it's who our program is, but it's also who they are. And um, you know, I don't know how many times between when I was at Wilmington and Virginia Tech and now Charlotte, you know, I don't I would say it's we've probably played against each other twelve or thirteen times. Um so it's kinda gotten used to it a little bit. Yeah. Um but that's how I would describe it as like, you know, you're playing your best friend with something, you know, something on the line. I mean, just in backyard basketball or backyard football, like you're gonna get after it, and uh, that's kind of that's kind
0: of what it's like. Um, so those are always fun games. Well, Coach, um, I can't tell you how cool it is to be back here uh, at the Hayes and doing this again. Can't wait to get this this thing started. We always give you the last word to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, what do you got for us?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things we could talk about. I mean, I could I could sit here honestly. I could talk for two or three more hours about this entire roster and these players and how awesome they are. I mean, I I wish, you know, I I, w- I just want anybody who's watching to know that our entire coaching staff genuinely enjoys going down to the field or the weight room or wherever it is wherever it is we are with these guys. We enjoy it because they're a fun group. And um, I mean, I think we had 27 players over a 3.0. Um, they're involved in the community. They, they just carry themselves the right way. They show up eager every single day to get better. Um, you know, whatever mistakes we make and practice, you know, they work so hard to improve and, um, they just want to be really good. And so I I just, I want to share that thought. Um, you know, and, and it's not always like that, you know, it's, it's really, it's not always like that. You always, you always love your teams, but every team's a little bit different. Some teams, some teams you know, you have to – are a little bit more high maintenance. And this team, you know, since August has been – knock on wood, I, but I feel confident saying they've just been a – they've been a really low-maintenance group that they understand uh, the standards here and they understand the opportunity here and they appreciate it. And so, you know, they just – They're just a a lot of fun to be around. Um, This is prob. There's, you know, there's probably. I was talking with Coach Bick the other day. I was like, you know, I don't. don't, There's there's times at practice where I'm like, I don't I don't have to say a whole lot, you know, and and that's pretty cool Um, because when you when you can, I think as a coach when you can, we can you can say less, um, and you can just appreciate what's in front of you as far as like the player's effort and enthusiasm and energy and talent and selflessness, you know, I mean, what else? you know, you just, you just appreciate it. And so, um, we see that a lot. We see that every day we're at practice together. And so, uh, yeah, this, we anticipate this being a very, very fun group for Niner Nation to come out and see and support. And, um, you know, and with that, it's, I'll just share that, um, it's meant the world, to me and my family, that um, we've had so much support for my my dad's brother, Uncle Don. Um, you know, if if he's watching right now, um, we love the heck out of you. And if 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 Karen um, is watching, we we love the heck out of you too. And um, you know, we've we've had a lot of support um, the last few weeks and thoughts and prayers about about him, and they they're working you know, I'll share that. They're, they're working. And, um, so please continue. Um, it's having an impact. And, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, he, you know, Don's a, he's, he's a special, special friend and family member of mine. Um, Mm -hmm. but he's such a big supporter of the program and he loves these players. I mean, he loves, he loves these players. And, um, I couldn't be, you know, so I couldn't be more excited for for him to get back out here. And I know on behalf of my entire family, I couldn't be more thankful and appreciative of all the, all the players and family members who've reached out and, and
0: shown support because uh, it really matters. Thank you. All right. Well said, Coach. Well said. Folks, thanks for sticking with us. Sorry we had to. Had to wake our equipment up and dust it off and get it going, but appreciate producer Brad sticking with it making it happen. We're, uh, we're all out of time for this week, beyond out of time, but, you know, it's our show. We can go as long as we want to, right? If you're not watching live on YouTube, look for this podcast wherever you find your podcast, and make sure to subscribe in order to be notified of new content. You can also find Diamond Niner Report all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. No TikTok. Do not plan to go on TikTok. Wouldn't know what to do with it. Reach out anytime you'd like. We love hearing from you all. If you're old-fashioned like us, just say hello at the ballpark. So for Kevin, producer Brad, and Coach Woody, this has been Nick, and we'll see you at the Haze. Go Niners.